Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Real spoilers powered by reviewstl.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 604, Mulan. They didn't do it like a Disney's Mulan or a... I think, I think, you know, when you exclusively put it on your own app, people can I figure guess, it yeah. out. <laughs> Touche. I just thought, like, we'd get some some sort of title uh, tweak to differentiate it from the, oh, the, animated, the animated version. But, but uh, you know, they so, all, it's interesting, they used to with the live action, it used to be Disney Lion King or Disney Cinderella or whatever. Now they they still put the logo above it, but it's not in the, like, technical imdb title so i wonder yeah. if it's just inferred now where they're like yeah you get it it's <laughs> yeah. you know what we do <laughs> yeah totally i don't know well before we dig in let's uh, go around the, t- the virtual table and everyone can introduce themselves this is joe this is kevin and this is tom and also uh joining us to discuss mulan is a uh, special guest win lee hey win how's it going i am doing okay and again <laughs> uh, i ju- i was just to you know apologize on the record that you know i <laughs> initially missed the meeting time because when you have a slight headaches in the night and then you know you need to have a good night's sleep in order to you know prepare yourself to you know be all alert and bright to talk to fine gentlemen like y'all fine gentlemen of the movies like y'all so you did another show before this you need (laughs) to medicate yourself and that was one heck of an Advil pill. So, hey, now, wait a minute. No no paid, uh, no unpaid sponsorships here on the show. I think he's secretly trying to sneak in a, oh, an yeah, Advil yeah, spot. Yeah. He's... It spells uh, A-D-V-I-L, listeners. <laughs> when is the pawn of Big Pharma? He's infiltrated <laughs> our show. Yeah, uh, it's no. funny. He has a headache before every show that he guests on. This yeah. is really interesting. Try new Sleepy Time Advil. Yeah, I'm a fan of Screlly. That was a joke, by the way. No. <laughs> I'm really good. glad that we're, that we're doing this on Zoom, though. I'm like, I hope it. Have you uh, any loss of taste or smell? Yeah, right. Should we, should we be concerned? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm all, I'm all good. Just Rona free. But yeah, but even though it, it's a little bit startling. Like we, you know, you were like, damn it, 
Is it it? Is is the, totally? It, is it? I know. Getting uh, sick right now is not fun. Yeah. I've I've had a couple times where like with I always start feeling weird when the seasons change and I get allergies. And every single time it's happened, these like the couple times in um, the end of spring and summer, I'm like. Oh crap! I don't feel well, and luckily, I mean, as far as I know, I've I never turned into anything serious. Oh, Joe! I think Joe just got it. Yeah, Joe just dropped. He's gone. Like, <laughs> he's been having major internet issues today. We'll continue on, but uh, but yeah. So no, I'm glad you're doing well, and thanks for joining us. It's no big deal, and this is the this is the episode that matters. It's the big review. All right. Yes, well, this is the thank, big one. So, thank, um, yeah, thank you, Tom, and uh, you're very welcome, Joe. Who's <laughs> Joe yeah. and Spirit. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I honestly like I saw Mulan when it came out in theaters, and never have never watched it again. So, like, I don't, I really don't remember a whole lot about the original movie. I I remember that there was uh, they used the donkey from Shrek as a voice, right? <laughs> but uh, oh <laughs> yeah, oh, oh I was like what? But okay, yeah. I, I I get you. It's donkey I, as mushu yeah donkey from shrek as mushu i remember when shrek came out i thought it was weird because i was just like this is the exact same performance like there's <laughs> there was no there's no difference between what he does in mulan and what he does in shrek right i mean because but when you get eddie murphy i guess you're not sure. really you know you're not asking him to do something drastically different you're like i want eddie murphy as this adorable and, sidekick and i get that i just was like they don't come out that far apart and so mm. i was i remember when shrek came out i was really surprised that that was even a choice they made because he had just kind of done that like even 1998 when, mulan and then shrek was 2001 or something very early 2000s right yeah so you know, relatively close together, yeah. especially with the lead time for animation, and and uh, it just always surprised me. Like even when Robin Williams went ahead and did uh, that uh, Fern Gully movie, it was oh, right. totally different than what he does. Mm. What as a la- as the as well, the sure. genie, yeah. So, but know. yeah, well, you know what? He's not in this. Mushu's not in this movie, so we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, he would have been really out of place in this. Yeah. So I mean, I'm. Not quite like I've seen Mulan several times growing up and it was a little more in my wheelhouse. Obviously, I'm a little younger than Tom. And so I watched that, you know, here and there. It wasn't like a a Disney staple, but it was one that I enjoyed. And uh, the songs are really good. It's really good animation. It's a solid Disney animated film for sure. Um, I don't I didn't have any kind of like reaction. Some people that are diehard Mulan fans that were like, Kind of like every movie has had, they've had their audience. <laughs> his hand. Where, so, yeah, like it, the movie it was like I saw it; it was fine, but it it didn't really stick in my head the same way like a Beauty and the Beast or something did. So, right. so when why don't you tell us like just what about Mulan you you love so much? All right, and uh, you know, just to clarify, we're talking about nineteen ninety eight Mulan, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. Yes. So yeah. uh, that one is one of my you know top uh, animated Disney. And it's because it's it's totally you know it's outstanding. Uh, it's it's totally it's different from you know other Disney Renaissance titles, and mm-hmm. it's uh, also it's it's not about a princess, even though it's marketed as one. Even though Mulan is uh, spun by merchandisers in a way that you know, hey, she's also a princess, and she's right. our first princess from. Uh, uh, the uh, a from uh, 
from the Southeast Asian region. I just thought that you know she's she's a totally different character because in the film, uh, her hero's journey does not involve any entanglement with uh, palace people, uh, especially Prince. You know, especially yeah. the monarch's son. You know, he's nowhere to be seen, and because she's not fighting for his affection as well, she's fighting for you know everyone in her community. None more important than uh, you know her dad. Right. So you know, it's a it's a different it's a totally different film. You know, with a even a grander message than you know, love conquers all, and she's a variation of that as well. Like not not love of you know, of uh, the opposite sex, but then, you know, like romantic love, love. Of, of familial love, like right. communal love. So she's, so she's awesome. And the fact that, and you know, that she's uh the fact that she's, you know, she's part of that series. Um, really feels really good, you know, you know, being Asian and then sure. being someone like that, you know, on, on the screen. It's just, yeah. Heart of flutters. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I absolutely get that. I mean, you know, as a as a middle aged white guy, like we <laughs> we get lots of things that we can that uh, for representation purposes. So I I absolutely understand the appeal of something like that. I think sometimes the the problem that movies like this run into is that when you are kind of the first, or there aren't a lot, it's like every step you make is like fraught with with issues in terms of like you're making a statement on behalf of that community mm-hmm. writ large to where it's like it, it's everything starts to look like or you run the risk of everything looks like you are then saying this entirely about that group of people instead of just it's a character and that and then people will get potentially get upset i don't know if i'm making that clear like i was watching yeah. it, the show atlanta with with my with my wife the other night the uh the David Glover show, mm-hmm. Donald Glover, and, Donald Glover, yeah, Donald Glover. Sorry, <laughs> and uh, uh, I do that all the time. And uh, and so uh, and I was saying, you know, one of the things I like about it is because the cast is largely black. Like they can do things where if it was a largely white cast and you had one black person acting a certain way, it seems to be a commentary on black people. Where because the cast is almost entirely black, it's like they can. It's there are so many different types of personalities that kind of merge. But uh, but yeah, Disney kind of fell into this thing in in this period where there was a lot of these like you had Pocahontas and then Tarzan and and so it's like you could almost feel the tension as they were writing these screenplays because they weren't sure they didn't want to misstep. Yep. And so and so I think sometimes that takes a little bit of the fun out of them because you can feel that they're trying to tread lightly and uh, um, which is a shame just because it's like I I think that. Trying to say this the right way, so I don't. <laughs> okay, I, I I think that what what helps prevent that or or circumvent that is when you bring in more creators of color to take part in the creation of that, right? And I think that's a lot of the problem is, even though they were telling these types of story, they were still largely using white people to tell them. It's interesting. I mean, you, you bring up a good point. I was just listening to a podcast where they talk about the uh, the two characters in Airplane who speak jive mm-hmm. uh, like that. Uh-huh. So initially when you see that scene, you're just like, oh, that's I mean, white dudes wrote that. Well, it turns out they didn't like the two dudes who were in that scene in the script. It just says the two characters speak jive. 
So the two characters that are speaking jive wrote that mm-hmm. and taught Mrs. Cleaver how to do it correctly. So when you take when you see it in that context, you're like, oh, like maybe that's not as offensive as I initially thought. And maybe it ages better knowing that those those two actors and writers of color wrote that. I mean, it's just it's just like uh, Blazing Saddles. Mm. Right. Like that's, you know, uh, Richard Pryor Richard being Pryor had, a, had a massive hand in writing that right. script. So well, that's like, the bigger the bigger thing is people shouldn't be so quick to be offended because there's a story behind every production and behind, you know, it there's it's there's so much more than just face value. So right. but what I really like veering into this 2020 version of Mulan is that you've got the all Asian cast. So instead of having, you know, Miguel Ferrer and Harvey Firestein, great <laughs> actors, no no problem. I mean, no personal problem with them. June Foray, I mean, Rocky the Flying Squirrel. Like, these actors are great. But with Mulan, you have white people or people Spanish, uh, different, you know, but not Asian people playing Asian characters. And so fast forward to 2020, and, and it's that all Asian cast, which I think is a great choice and when you I would feel like Ming 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 Na Wen should have been in this movie. Well she is. She is. She's in this she's in this movie. She is. She's in she's You'll have to wait. Well you'll have to wait, I guess. Oh. But when you can speak to this more than I can, but from my opinion at least, I think that was a great move that they have the all Asian cast. I think they did it right with this one and because of the feel of the movie, um it really worked. I mean, did, did is that kind of the same thought process you have with this one? Yeah, uh absolutely absolutely. And the fact that, you know, we don't have a uh uh, memoirs of a geisha type situation where you know most of the uh, Japanese on screen are played by uh, you know Chinese or Chinese Ma- Malaysian actors and actresses. Well, with the sole exception, well, with the except for the exceptions of uh, Ken Watanabe and uh, Kochi Yakusho, uh, most of most of the casted memoirs of a geisha are you know not Japanese, just to say it uh, succinctly. Um, for the case of Mulan, you know, everybody, everybody on screen is, you know, from the right nationality, not, I mean, right nationality or, you know, has Chinese uh, uh, ties, uh, descent or all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it it's brilliant. Good. Yeah. And that's that's great to hear because from the outside looking in, like when we see the inclusion and trying to get, uh, you know, people that are Asian and just using Asian as this overarching word, like from the outside, you be like, Oh great. They have an all Asian cast, but then you're also saying that all Asian people are the same and they're not. So to mm-hmm. your point, when it's like, just because they got Asian people, well, if it's a story that takes place in Japan and you have Chinese or whether yeah. it be Vietnamese or, you know, it just because you're like, Oh, but they're all Asian. That's good enough. That's not good enough. And it's, it really is kind of demeaning to say that, that all these nationalities are the same because they are quote unquote Asian. So right. um, that's great to hear that they did it right. And, you know, we also got, maybe this is for better for an even different, deeper discussion, but then, you know, like it, it also, it also helps to distinguish too that, you know, Asian is not this uh, monolithic concept and uh, Asians uh, that whom we are talking about here on the show right now are, you know, uh, East, Eastern Asians, you know, or Asians from the Eastern region, if we're, uh, if we're looking to be more specific. Right. 
you know, we also have, uh, you know, South Asian, North Asian, like all directions that are compass as well. But, you know, strictly for 2020 Mulan alone, you know, it's a, it's a step in the direction, you know. The story is from country A, then let people with, you know, let actors from also from country A, you know, show up and tell that story. Absolutely. So credit, a lot of credit to Disney for doing it right. And I realize with live action, it's a lot easier. Like they don't really have much of a choice because like we were talking about white actors in the animated version, but they still could get Asian actors, not from the right region, like Wynn said. So that's great that they did it right. I think the cast is very good. And also like, I'm just, I'm just glad, you know, that they were, uh, they being Disney, you know, they were able to find, you know, all of these uh, faces and names and uh, as opposed to uh, during Aladdin, I don't know if you guys still remember, they were like, um, guys, it's so hard to find <laughs> Aladdin. But I think they felt like they they would get a more of a pass on Aladdin than they did because it's technically a fictional place. And so I and it's obvious where where it's supposed to be set, even though it's fictional or, you know, what general part of the world. So that was definitely a misstep but i yes. i also think that mm-hmm. you know that when you're dealing with a place that's that's actually real mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. you they kind of they, they don't have a choice ultimately or well, i guess they do have a choice but right. as we've seen in right. movies in the past but but uh in today's world they they pretty much don't so the only thing i was disappointed in for i mean in talking in that same kind of category at the end of the movie when i saw that it was filmed in new zealand i'm like because of the tax credits and all that you know they're gonna of course film and i get it they film in canada new zealand and there's all different places it's pretty hard to film in china isn't it politically speaking like you don't get a lot of american productions that actually shoot in china right um well there's the Oh gosh, I can't believe you. There was that Matt Damon movie, yes, but that was a joint you. production. I can't believe the Great Wall. Great Wall. Yeah, the Great Wall. To say that title that I yeah. hate. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. It's that Matt Damon and Pedro Pascal um, yeah. white savior film. Right, totally. It was really bad. Uh, and, but uh, but, but that was also a productions too, though. Right, that's what I was saying. That was a yeah. joint production mm-hmm. between a Chinese company and an American company. So they kind of that was that was their in. But I don't know that China or that Disney could just pick up and go film in China. Although if anybody could, sure, it's Disney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but <laughs> let, let's be honest. It doesn't ruin it. I mean, when you think about most of these movies, when you talk about Marvel and they're on green screen, and there are a lot yeah. of. There are a lot of sets used in Beauty and the Beast. It was, you know, that uh, amazing Pinewood Studios set. They built the sound stages that were like acres and acres, hundreds of acres of beautiful sets that they built. And so, you know, they're filming a lot of stuff on sets and they use green screen. I'm not saying in this one specifically necessarily, but it's not like you need that. But this movie feels so authentic. It's just that when I saw the, you know, New Zealand had the big thank you at the end. And then I did my, I did my research and most was filmed in New Zealand. I'm like, Oh man, it felt so authentic, like top to bottom. And then I'm like, Oh, Oh, I will say this is a visually stunning film. It is a beautiful film. Uh, I, I have no affinity for the cartoon and I don't think I've actually ever seen the cartoon. Oh, wow. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, it just like I am of the age where it just like it wasn't uh, in my wheelhouse anymore. Like yeah. I had kind of aged out of the Disney stuff. Um, 
See, and I was so almost I, there. I kind of caught it. I was on the end of that, but still caught it. And you're a yeah. few years older. So that makes sense right. that you were just, and you never went back. Uh, no. With you having two daughters, though. So I they've would... seen it. Like, my oldest has seen it for sure. But, I mean, that's that's the Disney Plus thing, right? Like, she just can go on to Disney Plus and watch whatever the F she wants. So I asked her, I was like, did you see that? Have you seen this movie? And she was like, yeah. Yeah, I saw it. And I was like, okay, that's fine, whatever. It's such a cool movie, though, Joe. I will say real quick, because you missed the part earlier, but we were talking about Mulan and how it's different than other animated movies. I mean, this live action is the same basic story, so you get the gist of it. Right. But it's great because it's a it's a great movie for girls, because it's empowering to girls, and they tr- keep trying to tell her that no girls work a certain you know you have to stay in your place and only women can do this and their honor comes through marriage and all this and then they can go kick ass as a warrior right but then also for boys you have the army stuff and the 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 whole fighting and and, you know there's this whole dynamic and not to say that one or the other can't like things that each other do but it is one of those movies that targets both like tangled for example sure, sure remember sure. tangled even had the commercials for boys and for girls and they there's... had three commercials they had a boy commercial they had a mm. girl commercial and then they had the Adult. romantic comedy yeah. commercial for adults right yeah. wow. so it's so it's like mulan does the same kind of thing where it targets like this is a great movie to empower girls then there's also lots of action and humor and stuff for the boys and so it really reaches across both aisles there and you almost you almost see boobs well, well, this is what? not in the cartoon. Just, I mean, that, yeah, I mean that the scene when she gets in the water <laughs> oh, for the first time, I was like, "Man, that is PG thirteen camera." Yeah, it's PG thirteen. I was like, "They are using the full extent of PG thirteen because that is very close." That's the other to, thing uh, that has to be noted here. This movie is the first PG thirteen live action Disney movie. I mean, most and they use it. Most they Disney movies it. in general aren't PG thirteen, but the first live action that is, and uh, it's Mulan is the first Disney princess to ever be shown killing people. Yeah, and she kills several people. I was more shocked. I didn't care, right? Like I, you know, my kid yeah. wants to watch Halloween. It's like, <laughs> yeah, let's go do it. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but like, I was a little, I was a little shocked. I was like, man, they are, they're they're going for it. Like they're using the, there's no blood. Right. But there are definitely people getting like shot in the face with an arrow, but it's a quick cut, but it's still, this. it's, it's still there. I don't know so much in the face, but in the chest. Well, I mean, yeah. okay. So yeah. But they're getting shot with arrows. Yeah, sure. Uh, and you see it. I mean, she puts a sword through a guy's chest. Yeah. Yeah. Mulan definitely, uh, gets naked. They, I, not on camera, but it's yeah. definitely suggested. Uh, and so I was like, all right, like if the, if this is, but Hey, Hong Wei does too for, if, for totally, the ladies no, or if you're into that, saying, you know, right? right? Is, there is a ding ding, right? So when the WWF switched from <laughs> the, uh, Hulk Hogan stuff yes. to the attitude era, oh, when he got naked, that was great. Super gross. <laughs> uh, but those fans that watched in the, in the mid to early nineties grew up. So they change their product to age up with their fans. Disney is kind of entering that that stage where there's going to be a group of a large group of kids who started watching on Disney Plus and now they're growing up so they can handle some some more adult stuff. So I feel like doing this with Mulan makes sense. But it it, it 100% if you were going to do a PG-13 Disney it would be Mulan, but I obviously think they did it in reverse. It's not like they were just searching for a PG thirteen. No, totally. But I if they're, right, but right. if you're gonna do Mulan, which is a movie about war, how do you make that PG? It would feel so cheap to be like, right? 
you know, yeah, oh, they're fighting, but we're never going to see any arrows or never going to see any, you know, sword. I mean, you basically couldn't show any battle Right. So, so because I mean, live action. Even without the killing, I think the, the intense action would get you the PG-13 Easily. in today's world. Right. So. It's, yeah. So when you do a lot, if they're doing a live action movie and they want to be true to the culture and the casting and the, um, you know, the whole, the, the story, you know, the whole legend of Mulan, you have to include the parts of it that make it what it is and that's the battle and it's live action now it's not cartoon so you can't right you can't just be like oh it's a cartoon so like it's not really violent as violent or whatever it's like your live action so they were their hands were tied they kind of had to do this as pg-13 with that being said i think it's handled very well there's no blood like joe mentioned um it's yeah, in- not even like the the pg-13 black blood like it's just non-existent it's intense like for a real real little kid sure it's a bit intense but i also in the day and age that we're living in, I don't think it's that intense compared to what kids are seeing even on TV. No. Or playing in their video games. Oh, right. easily playing in the video. Exactly. So, you know what I mean, it's a very. So many kids are, are playing video games that are going to be way worse than anything you see in this that, like, I think that's probably also, I can't help, I can't help but think that that also didn't affect their decision making in terms of, like, you've got kids playing all these video games where they're killing people left and right and we're gonna freak out now yeah, you're gonna freak about arrows when you, you take like a, a gatling gun to a guy's face right you it's know? it's just the world we live in is different yeah and you know just to you know just to add on to uh, uh y'all's um point uh going around and then you know finding a 13 or 14 year old kids that will say um you know my favorite superhero is deadpool you know, sure, right. that's a great point. Yeah, it's, it's no longer it's not it's not a rarity anymore. My my son's favorite superhero is Deadpool. He's never even seen the movie. I don't know how like it's <laughs> that you know. Yeah. No, I'm pretty. <laughs> much, he's asked. I'm pretty sure he has. I would say how how much are you, how much is he at home with you? But but yeah. he I'm I'm pretty sure he hasn't because he asks to watch it. But he just knows of the character and Deadpool's even in games. So he sees him in different media, like the, the idea and the theory, or the concept of Deadpool is one that he really likes. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a different world. And so I'm glad they made it PG-13 because it would have felt really inauthentic and would have been silly not to make it include the content that the legend is about. Uh, and they handled it well. Uh, I think the action sequences are really well done. To me, this movie felt more like something like a crouching tiger, hidden dragon than uh, yep. than a remake of the Disney cartoon, right? Like the legend is the same, but that's because the cartoon's also based on the legend. So they keep the beats there enough to keep it a Disney remake, like because there's certain beats, but then they also expand upon the story and they add new things like uh the beginning um if we want to get into the story you see mulan as a little girl you see her from a very early age has these skills and they paint it uh does she more... use midi chlorians because there's <laughs> oh, a lot of yeah. there's a lot of force talk in this movie <laughs> they just were, they just were, they just did like a auto switch with uh chi to uh the force because there's a whole there's a whole speech by Donnie Yen in this movie right. who gave an almost identical speech about <laughs> I, the Force in Rogue One. I really wish he said, "I'm one with the Force <laughs> and the Forces." <laughs> He's like, "When when your chi surrounds you, surrounds us all the time. Some of us can focus it a little bit more than others." I'm like, "What are we doing? What's happening right now?" But what's great though <laughs> is that again, when we talk about this movie is true to the the culture that the story is based on, chi is a real 
no, thing, totally, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so mm-hmm. it's great that in this store you see all the different pieces of culture. Uh, Wait, Kevin, are you trying to tell us the force isn't a real thing? <laughs> I mean, it depends um, on... You better watch your mouth. <laughs> I don't even know who you are anymore. Right. So, it's been nice talking to you. <laughs> now i got to sign off. <laughs> so My Tylenol PM's kicking back in, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's Advil, and he's not going to get his money if he says Tylenol, so you better watch it. Um, yeah. But no, it's great. I mean, speaking to the culture and when maybe you can elaborate a little more. I know you've written uh, your review on Mulan and done more research, probably more extensively than I have. But when I did the research on on the chi, I mean, and they talk about that it is a concept that uh, it, uh, every life, every living being has this life force and it's chi. And in this legend, they believe that if you channel your chi, you are able to use it for these abilities. And so, of course, there is that kind of supernatural element in this legendary status because this story is a legend it's based on you know this warrior mulan and so they they're it, you know it's not going to be exactly grounded in reality but this belief in chi is and so i appreciated that they incorporated that in rather than just saying oh she's a girl but she went and trained and now she's good yeah you know they give you that yeah well because uh, you know growing up in a uh, household and you know in a culture that are you know big fans or big admirers, big kind of, you know, oh, it's on, drop everything and watch, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wuxia serials or, uh, you know, martial arts serials. Um, the concept of, uh, the concept of G, you know, being incorporated in here, even though it does not, you know, advance, um, you know, depiction of, you know, a, a Asian, Asian, ancient Asian culture, uh, on cinema that much but anyway you know it's just nice to see that it's being incorporated in here and it's you know, being so prominent and yeah it because um even though even though it might sound a little bit supernatural but you know it's just it's just our way of um well to me from my perspective it's just a way for us you know to kind of like make us a concept uh like skill or ability something more uh tangible something more kind of more visible yeah like think nolan is trying christopher nolan he tries to you know make time you know for us he tries to make us see that you know time is a uh, a visible concept and then we can manipulate it in interstellar like um same thing here yeah and also uh as you mentioned earlier kevin that um Yes, this Mulan is a bit of is a bit of the uh, remake of the animated original, but it also goes back all all the way back to different interpretations of the ballad of Mulan, and you know that's that's also something that I appreciate as well because um, after the the Lion King fiasco, which just beat <laughs> for beat, mm. just exactly. Uh, the animation, but now everything is in 3D, and you know you want to pet the lions a little <laughs> bit more, I guess. But that that movie was a tribute band, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was totally, totally, th- yeah, yeah. So our four screenwriters, which are interestingly enough, uh, none of them are Asians, but you know at least they have the uh, uh, at least they have the uh, the the right approach. That is to go all the way back to the source material and 
find something else that uh, hasn't been explored yet or could be explored and you know and see if it makes sense and then try to incorporate it in this telling so that we can have a familiar experience but at the same time you know it's fresh it's kind of like seeing friends but then having a total seeing the same friends but then having a totally different discussions about um something else <laughs> yeah. rather than what you normally discuss so it's just that's good they take the animated version and they kind of age it up mm-hmm. because there's no there's no like comedy right like mushu's there, not in this movie there's comedy it's well, just but not... i mean like the, the mushu character doesn't exist yeah exactly i i, I get what uh, i get what's joe talking about yeah you know like so it's they've taken some of the more uh i don't want to say sophomoric but like childish aspects of mulan and they've taken them out mm-hmm. uh, well, and, and this in that period especially disney and they still do this but they, yeah. they definitely were like and who's our who's our cute comic relief that we can <laughs> oh turn eddie murphy us? And do a stuffed animal, right? Yeah. So right, it was, you right. Know, so, like, that was, I mean, that drove every movie, whether it made sense or not, you know? Yeah, and I feel like the phoenix in this movie is the representation of that character, for the most part. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, that's the way I interpret it. Well, he fills that role that the, the father prays to the gods to get Mushu to watch over her as one of the guardians. And in this movie... It's the Phoenix. He prays. He prays, and the Phoenix. And watches if the X Men have taught me anything, when the Phoenix shows up, yeah, you better it's watch bad out. news. Yeah, it's always bad. It's never good. Yeah. Never. So it, they this movie, what it does is it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't completely remove the ideas and concepts from the original, but no, it does what would work better in live action. And so, as Tom said earlier, and what we're all agreeing with is that Mushu is much of a lovable character as he is in the animated. It, it wouldn't have. It would have made this movie feel off. It would have felt out of place in live action. It wouldn't have felt as serious. And they wanted to take this movie seriously for the culture and all the things we've talked about. So mm-hmm. they give her the phoenix, which looks over her and looked over her father when he was at war. And uh, he is uh, it, a he he was injured in war, but he is. Uh, I don't know if you would say highly decorated. I didn't see any medals. It, sound, but, it sounds. I mean, when Donnie Yen is talking about him, it sounds that he was a. A highly skilled, highly yeah. uh, respected warrior, yeah. Yeah. and he's he's busted up like his knee. I they don't really really tell you it's his leg basically. Yeah, <clears throat> his leg's all messed up and he can't fight, and he's a little uh, dejected about his situation because his daughter Mulan has. Well, I was thought that I thought that part was a little silly, just in terms of like, yeah, his knee's busted up. Also, just uh, something else to think about: you're a hundred years old, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you're not, you're not, <laughs> your day. I don't care how great your knee is, <laughs> your your battle days are they're behind you. <laughs> I, that's true, but I guess I, I I appreciate the since he doesn't have a daughter or doesn't have a son, like yeah. he has to. There's a there's a there's a code of honor basically where he's mm-hmm. like I don't have a choice here like I have to if yeah. I don't go it's dishonor even that scene when he goes and takes the scroll uh, and he falls and Mulan goes to run out there and help him mm-hmm. and uh, Mulan's mom says you're going to embarrass him more by going by by his daughter his th- this woman or this girl going out there to help him up so I think I appreciated the as much as we were all just like, you have no business yeah. being anywhere near a battlefield. But there is that degree of like, I have to do this. Like, I, I don't have a, I can't dishonor my family name at this point. Yeah. I got my, my daughter is constantly showing me up all the time and nobody in this village likes me because she's so cool. But he, but that's not what he thinks though. Like he, he, uh, 
I okay. So I, I think you're I, right. I felt like the women felt that way about her. I yes. felt like he thought it was pretty effing cool what she could do. And I think I think you're right. I think he did think that in moments, like that scene when she's jumping off the roof and has that pretty ridiculous. I felt like he took a secret pride in it. He knew culturally that's not where everybody else was, but he looked at it and thought it was cool. Yeah, I was only thinking of like that scene at the dinner table. Uh, when he is pretty livid about the current situation uh, and kind of snaps at Mulan, but that's that's probably more based on like where his headspace was at that point, yeah, rather than he's, thinking that I his mean, daughter it, it's was. It's like I look at it as like if you have a kid that's really funny and a bit of a smartass, like Welcome you can like life. that. But there's also a time when they need to know to turn that off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's it's my not kid. So is, much... My kid is yet to figure that out. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, uh, you know, if uh, if I may chime in, like, absolutely. This, this discussion that we're talking about here is just, you know, it just shows, uh, again, it's it's another argument as to why um, I love uh, the original Mulan so much, because it's a it's it's one of the more uh, compassionate Disney Renaissance pictures, because it's um you know it introduces it introduces conflict it introduces um you know or or you know notions that would raise conflict like this um you know uh being in a very highly patriarchal culture but then here's this family that's you know that's blessed with uh a really a really cool daughter but then you know no matter how cool she is she will never be accepted into society uh, that kind, that kind of view. It's, it's just kindness for a Disney film. It's very complex. Yeah, yeah. It's got layers, mm-hmm. and it's not a contrived conflict, right? Like it's, it's like that's there are versions of that conflict that people deal with every day in a lot of different capacities, you know, and and so it 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 feels like more of an organic story, mm-hmm. you know. And also, any Disney movie where both the parents are alive, hey, <laughs> yeah. like that's a step, step in the right, in the direction. right direction. Yeah, <laughs> but also to your point, when like you look at Ariel and she's accepted by everybody. Sure, she's a little a little flighty because she wants to go to the 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 land world. But mm-hmm. I mean, Belle, uh, Jasmine, like they're all they're not really outcasts. In the respect, Belle's pretty of, like, ostracized by the entire village. But she, I guess that's there's a true. whole song about it that opens right, the movie. There's an opening <laughs> yeah. musical number because she has the audacity to like to read. Yeah, but there. Yeah. But I, I guess I feel like with Mulan, at least in this movie, like everybody's against her. But it's cultural. Like, it's her cultural. Own. That's the most important. No, totally, thing, totally, totally. Is yeah, that and this movie shows that there are certain things that. Uh, you know, honor is like number one, uh, you know, and they even have the three hallmarks like they keep hammering home the loyal, brave and true. Mm-hmm. And everything they do revolves around these beliefs. And uh, but one and of I, I think the difference between Belle and Mulan is that Belle is takes more the attitude of like, go to hell. I'm not changing anything about who I am. Right. You're the oh, ones okay. who are wrong. <laughs> What's that? No, I was just yeah. It's just uh, it's just great the way that you're you know describing it. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> you know, well, not the not just a mere rebel, but then you know, rebellious at the same time. But then like uh, y'all can go to. <laughs> yeah, I feel, like, I feel like Tiana is kind of on Mulan's level, right? Like Tiana, ah. there's there's a whole another mm-hmm. level of uh, outcastness from when that movie is set and she wants to start yeah. her own business which is like well she's also a black woman in the south 
Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole nother level of, uh, you know, not being looked at as an equal sure. in that movie that I think is kind of subversive that people kind of, you know, she, I don't know. I feel like that's a fantastic movie. Like oh, sure. I, that's a very underrated. That's the first John Lasseter one. Unfortunately, he, he came in like halfway scumbag. through. Did he? he? Yeah, like, and he, if memory serves, and he, like, and so, like, he had them make some tweaks. Oh, okay, uh, okay. So it's like, that's why it, it, I think that's kind of, like, that and, and, uh, um, Entangled were pretty deep into production when he came on board. Okay. And, and so he definitely had them make some changes, but there were, there was only so much they could do to kind of update that, which is, I think, why both of those movies work, but aren't necessarily at the, level at the level of what we're seeing mm-hmm. from Disney yeah. animation at the moment. I just I was just thinking like Tiana and Mulan share a lot of similarities mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in in their conflict uh with I not even with identity but with people kind of saying you can't do that. Sure. Yeah, they're like, you're not allowed to do that. So back to this one. So we see her growing up from a very early age and that's nice. I appreciated that background. She has a sister, which when did she have a sister in the original? I don't remember. A... For the original animation, um, no. Okay. But uh, in possibly in the various uh, older interpretations of the Ballad of Mulan, we have, you know, we have characters that, you know, the... Uh, the the animated original uh, gloss over are just uh, you know left out completely. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, but I so I like that that like like Win said earlier there there's more editions uh, from the Ballad of Mulan, the original legend, and uh, we get to see her more of her family life. So she has this sister, and the sister doesn't harness her chi in the same way. So that's why Mulan is kind of seen as the outcast by her family. The mother would like her to just be a good girl and be married and bring honor to the family like that and behave like your sister. Mulan, on the other hand, we see her getting into some trouble because uh, she's able to harness her chi and do these acrobatics and everything um, but what I really like is that to Tom's point earlier there's a line in the movie when when her father finally tells her uh, that she has to hide all of this uh, he says that I encouraged you for for too long so yeah you could tell that's a good he, line that's a real good line yeah it's a good conversation and it's it's sad and heartbreaking because you know that he loves his daughter more than anything and he does think she's really cool but then there's this whole you know, honor to your family and the culture just does not support that. And so he has to tell her that you need to hide and, uh, you know, women aren't meant to do this and all that. So it's a, it's, it's a heartbreaking scene that, you know, he doesn't want to have that conversation, but he does feel it's necessary because of how they live their life by these set of rules, these, these uh, systems, these honor, these codes. And uh, so there's that very early on. But so as she grows up, you get into some very similar scenes to the animated version. So you get to see the matchmaker, which uh, that was that was a fun scene to see brought to life. A good little scene. Yeah. 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 And I really like the uh, musical homage to the original score. I appreciate Mm -hmm. that they would drop in her song. Not randomly, but like you never get the words, but you get like the 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 musical cues yeah the musical cues yeah Yeah. you get the which i was like it's a good little touch like i like that that was was so so with the matchmaker it's you'll bring honor to us all and then of course her big theme throughout the movie you keep getting is reflection that keeps being queued up and it's used in really nice ways so i like that they were able to even though there's not musical numbers there's no singing in the movie uh the score is handled really well and drops in those cues throughout the film Mm -hmm. um the but the matchmaker scene is fun and 
I, you know, what made me mad about that scene is the matchmaker after Mulan ends up ruining uh, this whole tea set uh, <laughs> because she tries to save the items that were flung into the air because her sister's afraid of spiders. Then uh, the matchmaker's like, you bring dishonor on your family and all this. And I'm thinking like, Mulan just tried to save your teapots. Like, yeah. it's such a frustrating if had, scene. If she had done nothing, the result would have been the same, but they wouldn't have right. blamed it on her. And she tried. So it's like that. I think that also is good, though, because it shows you're supposed to be frustrated. You're supposed to be frustrated that Mulan is a woman and supposed to only, you know, keep herself poised and calm and never do anything like try to acrobatically catch teacups because that's not what women do. But, you know, that is frustrating because she's so talented. She tried to do this thing. Um, so you get that moment and, and the matchmakers like the, the whole family is dishonored and Mulan is, a, you know, is to be shunned and all this. Uh, so you get that scene that's the same. Uh, the real conflict comes in with uh, much like the animated version where you have this uh, this army from the north has come in and is trying to take over uh, mm. the empire, uh, which the emperor is played by Jet Li, which I thought that was kind of a cool casting. I hadn't seen him <laughs> in a while, and I'm like, oh, wow, Jet Li is now at a place where he can play the old wise emperor. That was like mine. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's a tiny, uh, the forbidden kingdom uh, reunion as well. So, yeah. You know. cool. Donnie Yen is, is like uh, the leader of the army who is then going to protect from uh, this incoming, um, these incoming forces from the North. But uh, you've got, is it Jason Scott Lee is the, I, these are, this movie has like Jason Scott Lee is in one of my, I don't know. I guess it is a deep fried taco. Like Dragon the Bruce Lee story. Oh. I love that movie. Mm. And like the, the he they thought he was going to It's interesting. There are three uh Asian actors who I feel like Hollywood never took the the shot with and probably should have. Huh. Right? Like Jet Jet Li was a, I mean an action star. Like that dude was all over the place. And then uh, the fact that Donnie Yen has not blown up in America is a travesty yeah like that dude is if you've ever if you've never seen any of his work uh like flashpoint or it man like all of that stuff are amazing like that dude should be like rock level like action star right, right? so like, like jackie chan of course Jet jackie lee. chan bruce lee, bruce uh, lee. but J- but then jason scott lee was another guy who had like this cup of coffee as a as a top tier actor and then he just kind of went away well, you know, so it was kind of awesome to see him back on the screen what's interesting is that he played Mowgli in the live action Disney yeah. Jungle Book yeah. <laughs> yes that's right so that's right. this is interesting that he returns from playing Mowgli <laughs> to now he is playing Khan the villain of this Mulan story and then he also was a voice in Lilo and Stitch the first and yeah, second he's movie the brother right yeah David Who, I think I th- is the character name I thought he was the love interest in the animated one but I looked it up and it's it's BD Wong oh, okay who plays no. the, the right. love in- like not the love interest but like the Oh right, the, right, right. The male counterpart yes. to Mulan in the in the anime. Li Shang, version. Captain Li, Li Shang, Shang yeah, yeah, who is yeah. who is not here, but like they, I don't know what the word is for a reverse amalgam, but they've split <laughs> I think his you just did it. They've split his characters. So the, right. the big just to get into it real quick, not to spend too much time, but Li Shang is of course the love interest who, uh, when Mulan becomes a soldier and she has to be disguised as a man, the whole concept of these stories, uh, she. Just, 
they have this love connection type of thing and the Lee Shang character has been embraced by the gay community or the LGBTQ community oh, really? because well yeah because mm-hmm. they form this relationship when he still thinks that Mulan is a guy named Ping like they oh. they read into the subtext that that he was actually falling more than friendship for Mulan's male character so he has been embraced by that community and so by removing him they're frustrated that that i see understandably they're frustrated but the thing is he was also her commanding officer so it's not like they i firmly believe disney did not remove the character because he's a, a gay icon or anything like that but at this time in the Me Too movement, and they've even gone on record as saying this, to have your commanding officer, who yeah. is in a point of authority, a power position, have a romantic relation with sure, a soldier, that's, that's not that's fair. It's not okay. Right. So I I was glad to see the romantic storyline get jettisoned just because it's like Yeah. You not every She doesn't journey, need it. Yeah, not every journey has to do that. Like it kind of I I feel like it kind of lessens the impact of what the story is about in the same way that it was like, it was nice that like frozen didn't revolve around, you know, her finding her prince, Mm -hmm. right? Like, well, it kind of did, but they reversed that. They did it in a really smart way where it's Anna was looking for her prince. Yeah. But turns out the prince was a jerk. Right. Like, but so the res, right. Yes. Yeah. So the resolution wasn't necessarily, I found my prince, right? Like, that's right. You know, and I'm so like, I I was kind of happy to see it go. I I do get what you're saying, though, Kevin, about how people like the aspect of that. Like, (laughs) speaking speaking of Anna and Frozen, can you hear my child, my three year old screaming? uh, (laughs) Yes, we can. Right now. Yeah. Yes, we can. Uh, (laughs) Let it go. I, I get. I get why people would, you know, would respond to this idea of like they fell he fell in love even you know it wasn't gender based. Exactly. You know I mean? So actually, I feel like they even reference it where it's kind of like the scene when Mulan finally takes a bath where he's just like you can turn your back on me that's fine, but like when it comes to that battlefield like we're all in this together. So it's not so much of a romantic thing as much as like dude we're we're going to we're going to die. Like and well, we're gonna we need each other to watch each other's back. So it's more of a camaraderie mm-hmm. and a right. relationship the love, based on the love thing is completely scrapped. Yes, exactly. It's yes. and to Tom's point, it's fine. So I feel for the people that that character is an icon because of right, what he yeah. represents, and that's really nice. Um, but in this movie, it just wouldn't have worked with the power dynamics. So I get that. And then also they. What I was going to say is they split the uh, Li Shang character into two different characters. So you get the Donnie Yen is the commander character. Mm. And then you also do with Hong Wei get the love interest character. Uh, but what I love, like Tom was saying, is that she never depends on that. Like she never, the romantic element is more of like, you think there's something there and he likes her, but she never feels the need to be rescued or to pine over him too much or even at the very end not to spoil things but she never is just like oh yeah now we can be a couple she just leaves <laughs> so it's great that even though there is that love element there it's more of from afar there's the, it, the story doesn't depend on it and so it's more implied than yeah. actually mm-hmm. explored yeah, and it's and it's even though like it's fleeting and it's a uh, platonic, but you know you can you can still tell that you know uh, um, this Mulan like uh, you know uh, she appreciates it. She she appreciates uh, Hong Hui, um, you know, uh, attention for her. But you know, again, 
you know, Kevin, Kevin, Joe, you know, y'all got it right. Like she doesn't have to, uh, uh, Dom and Letty ride or die by it, you know. Yeah, Sorry, and, and and I and I I like that reference. And uh, the other thing too is I believe there is subtext there that Hong Wei Hong Wei gives Mulan some looks as Hua Jun. Yes. As I mean, he thinks that she's a guy, and those smiles and looks he gives her as a him, like so that agree. subtext is still there. They did not get rid of it; they just got rid of the character that people right. loved but there is another character that i think still gives the same impression so you can read into it as camaraderie and yeah you've got my back and all that which is great but then also if you're looking for the subtext that maybe there's something more than friendship there it's there so they did mm-hmm. a nice job i think of making both camps happy if you let them if you can sit back and say it's, he's not there for this reason, but here's this other one that's here. And I thought they did have a good chemistry when it got into the camaraderie stuff. So basically, you know the story, uh, everyone but Joe, but she, the emperor gives the command that because of this army's attacking, they need to get the biggest army together. And so they need to train all these troops. And he says the, the oldest male from each household will go. Uh, they call on the um, Hua family. And of course, Mulan only has a sister so the father has to you know because of his honor he's honor bound to volunteer even though he's not physically capable and mulan realizes that he's gonna die if he goes so oh, oh, that line from the mom when she says she's like he's not coming back this time yeah. we need to like, be strong oh, yeah, he's not coming it, yeah. back yeah right um and when she sees him preparing for war she realizes like this is my dad i gotta take care of him i only want to mention this moment because i thought he gave a really great line when he takes down his his sword that he ah. put from battle and he's sharpening right beautifully shot by the way but you see it overhead and he's getting his sharpening stone out and he's sharpening this blade and she says it's beautiful and he says that it's a beautiful tool for terrible work terrible work Mm -hmm. i thought that was such a great line i i really thought that was amazing because when you look at weapons whether it's a sword whether it's a gun or something you know there, there can be really beautifully crafted you know old muskets with carvings on them and things beautiful weapons a hattori hanzo sword if you will right but those (laughs) but those weapons um take can take life those weapons are tools for They're destruction made for taking lives like they can you're yeah yeah so so the line was a beautiful tool for terrible work and i thought that was delivered so well so in the Sounds middle like something out of a john wick movie yeah it's and, great yeah <laughs> and i thought that you know it uh, it parallels nicely to uh you know uh, also that uh, internal conflict that uh the hua family uh, has as well and especially from uh the the father uh, Hua Zhao perspective it's that you know I have to I have everything I I must do everything in my ability to you know defend my country but then that will involve me you know taking somebody else's life sure. and it's kind of same as him as well like I have beautiful daughters you know as uh, you know someone to carry on my legacy but then you know uh they were born in an extremely man's man's world mm-hmm. so what do i what do i do and mulan is also a beautiful tool for terrible work that's what she becomes ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, she's the daughter, the woman that's supposed to be so elegant and beautiful and carry herself this way. Yet she's this fierce warrior that we see going to kill people. So I think it's mm-hmm. also kind of a metaphor for her. Uh, but she sneaks off in the middle of the night. She steals his armor. She steals his sword. Uh, and in the morning, the father wakes up and sees that only her hair 
clip is left. And so... Oh, yeah. And that too, like, you have to commit uh, uh, actions that are, you know, dishonorable to do the grand the grandly honorable thing. In the right, end. right, exactly. It's not about the like the the simple current now. It's like she's trying to bring honor to her family, even if it means disobeying the code of honor that says women mm-hmm. can't do this. So she leaves that, and he, the wife, the mom says, "Go after," her, and he says, "I can't because if if I out her, then she'll be killed." So the, her best bet is to go, and she's a fierce warrior, and hopefully she'll survive. So you know, it follows all the beats of the cartoon where you're training. She's introduced to the guys. Uh, there's a nice homage where one of the soldiers is named Cricket, who, of course, there's a Cricket companion in Mulan. So she is introduced to Donnie Yen and the love interest, uh, Hong, Li- Hong Wei, and uh, all the different characters that we're going to have. And basically, she has to train and figure out how to not be discovered as right. being a woman. It's it's that, you know... Just one of the guys. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> uh, I thought it was pretty clever how in this more realistic setting, in the cartoon, you don't really think about it as much. But in real life, you're like, look at all this training you're doing, all this dirty work, and then you're not showering. So you see her go into like the locker room scene uh, <laughs> that you get in movies, and you know this guy's dropping his towel and all this, and she's taken aback by it. And people, uh, keep, people keep touching her boobs on accident what? When, when they're when they're sleeping. Yeah, when they're sleeping, they keep putting oh. their hands on their chest on her chest. Oh, so I don't. Gotta, like, I didn't. I didn't take it in her little... chest as much as they were just. No, it is. That's where their she's... hands were going. No, not it's on like, purpose. It's like that's spooning. No, no, no. There are there are definitely scenes where she's got to like get her hands like up on her chest. Mm, it's three to one here. Them. I never saw I that. What are you talking about? There's a whole scene you where want she's to like, see. no. <laughs> I don't think it's played at all from touching her chest. I think it's all just she's like blocking them from touching her chest. From spooning her. From Disney Plus. You can't spoon somebody when they're laying on their back. You're dirty. Get over it. I'm, You're I'm, dirty. I'm telling you, go back to <laughs> those scenes. She's laying on her back the entire time. So you get all these comedic elements where it's like she's got to be one with the guys. So uh, the one of the generals comes in and says that we need someone for guard duty, and she volunteers every night to do guard duty so she doesn't have to Wait. take a shower. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right away. So I thought that was a fun way to deal with it. Like, well, how is she not going to take a shower? Okay, so guard duty. Um, and you get into all these comedic scenes. Like Joe said, there's like, you know, the guys are like, they want to, they're rolling around in bed and want a spoon for companionship and um you get a lot of little comedic beats here but meanwhile they're all training up and they're getting better they start off with they can't hit the target on for arrows like they're hitting the ground in front of the target they have to mm-hmm. carry water up a huge hill to the top and no one can ever make it but they're like falling over and and dumping their water and uh i um well yeah if if uh if i may interject like, i re- i really love that variation on that you know um uh, that the strength uh, training as well regarding the water, uh, the water buckets. Yeah. Um, if uh, if you all remember, like in the animated original, you know, there's there's actually a bamboo stick between the two buckets. So yeah. you know, you you have to bring that up. But now, you know. Oh yeah. That bamboo stick is you know pretty much your um, your shoulders yeah. and then your your deltoids. So you know, you know, it requires much more strength and. Oh yeah. Uh, Try to do more, that for. It, it's more grueling. Yeah, try to do that for a minute as opposed to going up a mountainside. Like, it's insane. So they get, A minute? 
Yeah, I try. I try to do that for ten <laughs> seconds. Like, try to lift those buckets up, right? So, right. so they see them getting better and better. They make it further up the mountain. Eventually, you know, skipping ahead, Mulan gets to the top. She's the only one to do it. Uh, the archers are all hitting their targets. Uh, so the army is improving. And meanwhile, you're cutting back and forth uh, to uh, Khan, the Jason Scott Lee villain. And I really like this new character they introduced. They right. introduced the character of a witch, an actual witch. So, did you think that that was going to be Jet Li's daughter? I thought the entire Why? time that they were going to hint. Well, oh, because the character. The character. The character yes, okay. I'm sorry. Not the actor. Yeah, I'm like, what? I, I thought <laughs> for sure the, the, the reveal was that he outcast her. Yes. Right, right. Because she was a witch. Right. No, I didn't read that. That's an interesting uh, idea. But what I really like about this character, you get a parallel to Mulan. So this witch who has abilities of her own, is, but hers isn't fighting like uh, martial arts. Hers is actual witchcraft. She can uh, shapeshift. She can take uh, the form of animals. She can uh, take over and possess people, take their form. And so uh, I really like that even though it's different abilities, she's also harnessing this power that for a woman would seem you know like Mulan is not able to do martial arts her having these powers is totally unacceptable and so she was completely outcast from her community and mm-hmm. uh, so she's a bad guy but she also is kind of in the same position and so Mulan right. has someone she can relate to and the witch even tries to bring her over to the bad side but of course Mulan would never agree to do that um, but you know she's dealing with her own struggles and uh the the patriarchy of the jason scott lee character right even though he is nothing compared to her yeah he may be a warrior but she says at one point when when he tries to say she's like a, a dog like like a scorned dog a scorned dog yeah, and she she's you know she's like i'm a warrior and i could kill you without even hardly blinking an eye and mm-hmm. and he's just like know your place and you need me and you want to be you want to find a place in my regime and no one else will give it to you. So it's a really interesting relationship that they give her because even though she's powerful and could kill all these people, she's a woman. And so she's like automatically down a tier, which is crazy. Right. And so, and, uh, the actress Gong Li, she she plays that character like outstandingly, even though like, you know, clearly we, we don't get to see that much of her, but then, you know, whenever she's on screen, like, uh, she just um you know um makes her presence really known all out and she's great yeah i like that too and because it's um i like the addition of that too even though like i really wish that um you know our uh our screenwriters you know took like deeper research and Mm. you know not try to call her a witch because which is a very uh which is a very western concept uh we don't have the equivalent of that in uh, Asian culture, maybe, um, maybe some sort of uh, a spirit might be better or it's quite difficult to find a word because there's no equivalent to that. But anyway, um, uh, her character, uh, uh, Shan Lang, she is, um, she is, I think based off of, uh, one of the, uh, you know, additions to, uh, previous interpretation of the ballad of Mulan where um, there's one version of it where, uh, you know, we have uh, Mulan out in the battlefield as well, but then uh, she's also uh, befriended another woman warrior and uh, who apparently uh, bears the name, uh, you know, uh, Dua Shang Nang as well, 
very similar to our mm. witch character here. In okay, this, uh, that's nice that they. The, you know, so we get that dynamic, which I think is really cool, uh, mm-hmm. and the costumes are gorgeous. I mean, yeah, it's a beautifully, it's mm. a beautifully costume. Her, movie, for her, sure. two, her two outfits, the witch in particular, are amazing. But all the costumes with the people in the village, to the, the emperor, movie. to yeah. the guards. I mean, the the costume design is absolutely breathtaking. Given, as, given where we are in 2020, this is winning best costume design. I mean, there's nothing. The movie as a whole is visually stunning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. The whole thing. It's designed to show off your, your flat screen. It is a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. It's designed to show off your theater. Is the I think yeah, it's it, probably it true. Do right by us and just re-release this uh, for the big screen. Hopefully, you know? this they, is they're going to. There's there's no doubt. If if things go back to normal, they're not. Uh, this will go back in theaters. Wait, what? <laughs> this, this is not. This is not going. But no, we're we're like this for a while, my yeah. friend. It's Hope, fine. Yeah. Hopefully, sooner than later. So yeah, yeah. So she gets through all her training, and uh, the, basically, what ends up happening is the. Uh, the northern forces, Khan's forces, are going to end up taking the the city, the main city where the emperor is in his palace, which is gorgeous. Again, the set design they use is just mesmerizing. Do you to think look that's at. that's CG, right? Do you think they built that, or they well, used like a, an actual? I'm sure a lot of place? CG, but it looks just yeah, it looks really breathtaking. Uh, and, you know, and I'm sure that some of it is sets. I mean, Disney does build some elaborate amazing sets on sound stages or, or true, yeah. a lot of times they'll build like the bottom quarter of the set and then everything above it cgi build up with cg mm-hmm. but yeah. disney i mean if you look even to stuff like marvel stuff black panther when they do wakanda there's some incredible cities that are just breathtaking and you're like whoa that was cg it's gotten so good that it's hard to tell sometimes i know with people and with action scenes and and, right. and all that it's it's it gets a little messy but scenery oh my god they've pretty much perfected that and so this movie is breathtaking with whatever combination they use of practical and computer effects but uh they're going to uh attack the city and so they need to expedite uh going to protect the emperor is you know the main uh thing of importance here um we get uh, basically before they end up in going to save the emperor. We should mention the great ac- action sequence. Uh, whenever Khan's forces attack uh, the armies, they have these catapults and they're launching these huge, uh, you know, uh, huge uh, stones that are on fire, and they're breaking up these. Goodness for- gracious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, they've got these shield formations where these guys, the the troops are all forming up into this ball with their shields, but this catapult is taking them out. Like, I mean, they're exploding all over the place when the when they get hit. And so Mulan realizes that she has to go save them, and so she um, she ends up. Uh, like taking a bunch of helmets and planting them up on the ridge and firing arrows, which again, you see her like shooting arrows straight in guys' chests, taking them out. (laughs) And uh, they move the catapult around and they end up shooting the stones. She makes the bad guys Mm -hmm. turn around basically. Yeah. And she, yeah. And they fire the catapult into the mountainside, which is covered in snow and she creates an avalanche. And so the avalanche takes out all the bad guys and the good guys narrowly escape. Cricket gets captured by, uh, or gets pinned down and, and Huang Li has to, go um save him and and narrowly escapes with his own life and ends up getting buried in the snow and mulan rides up on the horse and is able to actually save his life uh and you end up getting the big reveal here where everyone's like where's um is it hua joe what is her hua jun hua jun okay because it's ping in the animated right right 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah. So she gets a more traditional name in this one, uh, and uh, she she ends up revealing herself. Like she's had you know the great moment where uh, you get reflection, the big ramp up of reflection, mm-hmm. and. The only thing I didn't like about this, I get the circumstances are great here and like lives are on the line, but she takes all her father's armor and just throws it on the ground. That was kind of (laughs) silly. I mean, I think you're going to need that. (laughs) But a movie about respect and honor and everything, like she loses everything of her father's. Yeah. And and like, I mean, when we get to the end, literally everything. Yeah. And so I get that it's a metaphor. I get that she's shedding her fake persona. She has the interaction with the witch where the witch is like, who are you? And she says that she's Hua Jun. And she's like, no, you're not. Who are you? And she says, I'm Hua Jun. And the witch is like, well, you're going to die living a lie. And so she ends up throwing this, not like a ninja star. It's like a little dagger, and she like throws. A, it was like yeah, it was like a, a but, ninja star. Yeah, some kind of the like best a, way to describe. Kind of like yeah. a sai, like Raphael has in the Ninja Turtles. It's like a dagger thing with yeah. points on it, and like a kunai. <laughs> yeah, and and so she ends up like she hits her with this thing and she flies into this rock and gets knocked out and the narrator who's the father in this movie is like you know and uh hua jun did die and you're like what holy crap but he's like but the mulan lived oh okay and so she sheds her skin metaphorically anybody really tricked by that no no but it's um, a no yeah, yeah. but but it's it's a metaphor though so she yeah. sheds the armor she throws it on the ground and it's a nice movie moment but then you think like this is her father's legendary battle armor of like her house you know and she tosses it to the ground like it's just kind of yeah but anyway so she ends up saving her whole forces but in doing so she's revealed that i'm mulan Mm -hmm. and uh donnie yen is like you've brought you're out yeah you've brought dishonor like they go through the laundry list of like you know if you lie if you steal you die if you lie or no, not if you like. If you steal, Expuls- you... expulsion. No, um, but if you policies steal... of the battalion, uh, version two point five. Dra- <laughs> yeah, it's like okay. everything. Everything is death, but luckily lying gets you dishonored. Like it's the, you know, it's the worst thing before death for the, for them. Uh, so since she has lied and she's brought dishonor on her family, he says you leave and never come back. And if you do, you will be executed. And so she has this moment where, you know, of course she saved everyone, but because she's a woman, she's been dishonored. And she goes and and has this moment with the witch, and and they she the witch tries to get her on her side, and of course she doesn't. But she has this realization that it's like I, you know, this is I'm honor bound to do this, even if they say it's dishonorable. I need to go save them. The witch mm-hmm. tells her that the army is going to attack the emperor. So she rides back, and uh, Donnie Yen is like, give me my sword. I think he's about yeah, to execute like, her. Oh, he's about to make good on his word. <laughs> but then everybody, uh, you know, starting with Hong Gui, everyone chimes in like, he, well, he says, you would believe Hua Jun. Why don't you believe Hua Mulan? And he says, I believe Hua Mulan. And Cricket says, yeah. I believe. Oh. And they all, they I all like back. that, too. Yeah, uh, it's a I nice like that, I like that bit a lot. Like, just... Um, I just thought that there was a bit more of a, you know, a steady buildup, more, you know, if, if any, if any moments calls for, you know, thorough dramatic building, that was it. But, you know, the fact that it was even, you know, incorporated or mentioned, you know, I, I, I respect that. I appreciate that, you know, to have a whole bunch of, to have a whole bunch of guys just, you know, saying that, you know, I believe her, it's, it's, um, it was also very Spartacus. It is very Spartacus. I thought the same thing. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Nice reference. 
but Thank the you. but the you know the double edged sort of it though is that in this time when we're talking about you know you can't have the uh, commanding officer love interest because of the power dynamic and mm-hmm. also believe women and you know they all these men said I believe Hua Mulan I think there's also that oh like, interesting I didn't put that I didn't put that together till you just till you just said that, that yeah I believe like you know believe her I you know why would why would you if you if she was a man you would believe her the emperor is about to be attacked right why would you not believe a woman believe women so anyway that's a nice moment too that mm-hmm. you know with the female director I think that you get those influences that have the double or triple meanings and so that was a nice moment and he ends up letting her lead the army which is like unheard of and so uh, that's where you get to the big uh, climax of the film is uh, the emperor has been infiltrated. Uh, the witch takes over his advisor, says you have to clear out uh, the city and uh, the... Yeah. When, she, when she's like, put all your guards in this one little uh, box area and then close the door. And the guy's like, I don't think it's a good idea. Oh, and yeah. I'm, I, I do find it a little ridiculous. Everybody's like, okay. Well, well I okay. guess... Well, dare you to say no. Yeah, no, no, totally, totally. This is a culture, yeah, the emperor, you know, you listen to what he says, and this is his right-hand man. Like, he says, by order of the emperor, you do it. So they question it, but only for a second. Uh, and then the witch ends up uh, infiltrating into the emperor and says that uh, Khan wants to meet with you at, is it like a new palace or a new... It looks like they're building a new part of the village. It is a new uh, construction of the palace that is built in honor of the emperor killing Bori Khan's father. Oh, there you go. Okay, ah. so he, that's a nice touch there. So he yeah. wants to have a showdown at the place where it's honoring the death of his father. We didn't mention that the Jason Scott Lee character, the emperor killed his father. So now he's exacting revenge, uh, trying to kill the emperor. So a family, family, uh, you know, duty yeah exactly so another yeah another cultural uh impact that they don't they don't touch upon that in the cartoon right it's never a the uh no uh shan yu is uh in the uh uh, original uh animated film he's the he's the typical um bad guy yeah just bad guy intentions and if we want to you know like kind of avoid uh that generic classification he's uh, he's an invader and so you know it's just uh, that's all there is. So you get another really cool scene uh, aside from the battle with the snow and the avalanche, where it was a cool fight scene when Mulan really gets to show how she can fight. Uh, this one you mean is when the... she starts using the force, <laughs> using, <laughs> using her chi, right? Okay. And and so there's another cool sequence here, which again was felt very much like the this is know, very very crouching, crouching tiger, tiger type yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, people are running down on walls, and you get this corridor sequence where Mulan and the other soldiers are going up sideways on the walls and she's doing flips and, and killing people. And it's a really cool, uh, slow motion type action sequence. Uh, but her army ends up trapping these guys in and she's fighting, they're fighting the bad guys and she closes the door behind her and tries to go warn the emperor. Uh, the witch has already cleared him out though. And, uh, the witch ends up leading Mulan to uh, Khan. And so, uh, we see another fight sequence, which is really, I don't know. I love I love these those type of um, larger than life the like the crouching tiger fight sequences uh, uh-huh. uh, where they're taking the um, like the curtains and he's like wrapping them around people and flinging them. It's a really really cool right. scene. <laughs> I, I like that that it's the wuxia right is the type of yeah wuxia. Uh, Okay, so it's like I love that they draw inspiration from those type of films, and it feels more like that than 
anything you ever got in the original animated version, but you get Jet Li doing some pretty cool stuff that's, you know, people might that aren't used to Asian cinema might be like, what is happening? This is goofy. But if you're used to that type of wuxia filmmaking, it's very much uh, something that you see. So I really like that they incorporated it. If we're, if we're talking about like, uh, you know, harnessing uh, chi and all that, uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's a neat sequence to, uh, you know, show that, you know, the emperor, which, uh, you know, uh, whom, whom in the film is also called like the, um, uh, uh, you know, the son of, uh, son of heaven. There we go. Right. Yeah. You know, like he has, uh, you know, harnessed enough of that, you know, he has mastered it enough just so that, you know, he, uh, he can employ currents to do, you know, the wet work. Kind of. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. And if, if you can accept Vin Diesel like punching a car in a Fast <laughs> and Furious movie, then you can you can deal with the unrealistic fighting here. It's clearly style. Is that? I'm kidding. I, yeah. if he will at some point. Well, I have no doubt. But the, what, what was the one battle where they're like beating each other with wrenches or something? Oh, when he like, fly oh, when they both fly out of the windshields and tackle and are, each yeah, other and are okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's fast six. It's a ridiculous yeah. double standard just because it's a different part of culture. That this, if you believe in that filmmaking, like Tom said, it's. If you're calling this out for being unrealistic, then shame on you. You need to watch more movies and understand that this is Ooh. a different type of cinema. This is, you know, inspired by that Asian wuxia. I can't pronounce it as well as <laughs> as, okay. as some others, but you, you, if you see like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, it's probably the most mainstream example of that type of filmmaking that made its way to the states. Uh, and so you're going to see that type of action, and it's really, I think it's really handled well here. But uh, the emperor ends up getting captured. All of the bad guys, uh, warriors, end up tying him up and 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 getting him. So Mulan is led there by the witch, and uh, the Khan and the witch have this interaction where he's like, "You led her." And there's more of the like, she's like a, a, a woman is commanding this army and he says a girl and she's like, no, a ah, woman. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, very important the way that she words it there. And she says, yes, yeah, she's leading the army and she's on her way here. He gets mad that she led Mulan to him and he ends up looking like he's going to shoot an arrow at the witch and then turns and fires at Mulan who's running towards them. And the witch sacrifices herself. She turns into the hawk and then ends up flying right in front of Mulan and takes the arrow and uh, they have a nice little moment where Mulan catches her, and then you have this showdown. And I really, again, like that. I like the action in this scene, and I like that Mulan uses her smarts. She ends up uh, when they go to the top of the scaf- scaffolding of this um, palace that's being built. They both get on this beam, and she ends up fighting uh, Khan's sword away from him. But instead of trying to hit him with it and trying to, you know, use like brute strength, she cuts the rope, and he ends up falling to his. Ine- sort of inevitable death. death. He doesn't yeah. quite die yet. Bella said, mm. "How come she didn't get any splinters in her hands?" And I go, "That's <laughs> oh, what you took God. away. That's what you took away from that scene. <laughs> is how did she not get splinters in her hands from hanging onto that piece of wood?" That's fine. the well, thing I question. In the, Chinese the thing I, carpentry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I question, uh, just from a logic standpoint, was a little bit earlier when the uh, the the witch character releases like the birds and the birds start attacking and they, and all the soldiers like use their shields to kind of form a little, little, hut. I don't know, hut to protect themselves from the birds. And I was like, but not from the arrows. Really? <laughs> like that's <laughs> <laughs> huh. when, when did they have arrows flying at them? 
Well, the other army was shooting arrows, right? The the good guys shot the other army with arrows. I don't remember the bad guys. I just shooting. assume they both had arrows and were. I, how else were you? Are you going to fight from a distance? Like you know, I don't know. But, okay, I, maybe they didn't have arrows. I mean, I didn't see them um, shoot arrows at them, but yeah. I think it was uh, our uh, imperial army uh, fired the arrows, mm-hmm. but not them. Yeah, gotcha. I never, they I never saw it. it. Yeah, there's a whole. Instead, they have they have catapults, which is. Uh, no, the 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 riders like when they do that cool little flip around on the back of the horse, they're firing arrows. Oh right. yeah, that, there you go. Yeah, Those, but, that was cool when that they was would cool. when they would drop off the horse and flip back face backwards. Yeah. That that was really awesome. Very mm. cool action sequence. Yeah, that's when uh, the Khan tried to lead them away and they went off to the side. Yeah, there's some great practical work. Uh, uh, the actress who played Mulan, can you pronounce her name? When uh, Lu Yifei. Louis Fay, okay. She mm-hmm. did ninety percent of her stunts I read. So that's exactly. that's yes. really oh, wow. cool yes. that, that Because um, you know, then you know, just uh, some trivia uh, of my own here. Uh she uh she became really famous. Um I don't I uh yeah, she became really famous, especially in uh, the Vietnamese community because uh she played um the uh, principal uh you know actress in a serial called uh, Legend of the, the Condor Heroes, uh, where she plays uh, Xiao Long Nu, uh, you know, also also a very mystical character. And because uh, you know uh, the uh, the actress, she also has a background in uh, dance and martial arts as well. So you know, all of this, I bet you know when uh, when she showed up, she was like, ah. Easy. I got this. Yeah, because I heard like over a thousand people auditioned and she got it. And they wanted someone that not only could do a lot of the martial arts, you know, they didn't want to have doubles for a lot of it, but also someone with the star power. And it sounds like in in mm-hmm. Asian cinema, she's already found her, you know, she has some kind of stardom. So she had a nice head start yeah. there. And, you know, and because of her presence, that is why um, a lot of, uh, you know, um, older generations are drawn to this as well. You know, you can say that ah, oh, it's just a movie. Ah, oh, it's just uh, it's just Mulan. So what's the big deal? But then you know, when I uh, you know, when I uh, call back to my uh, you know, uh, grandma and my uh, parents back in Vietnam, and you know, we we would just talk about you know, hey, what's out in the what's the the new thing in theaters right now? And when I talk about Mulan, and then they were all like, oh, it is is it the one with uh, Xiao Long Nu? Is it the one with Liu Yifei? Mm. So you know, yeah. It, you know, it's not it's not just appealing to us who, you know, grew up with the animated original as well. But then you know, it's with people who, uh, you know, who've known her like way back when as the, you know, OG princess <laughs> of the screen. Yeah, it helps explain the casting here, certainly. And she does a great job. So, yeah, uh, it, there's a really the cool final sequences that uh, uh, Khan fires an arrow up at the Emperor who's still tied down and Mulan's trying as fast as she can to untie him. She gets his hand loose and he actually ends up kicking or holding the arrow or sorry, mm-hmm. he ends up catching the arrow, throwing it in the air, and then Mulan drop kicks it into Khan's that chest. Was, right. That was my, it was that, that was, was ridiculous. That was awesome. That's no. a great love that finish. Yeah. I did not like it at all. This, Why not? Again, she's done it through the whole movie. Like I, was, I don't there was she one did of the, that I don't, three times in the movie. Where she kicked yeah. arrows? Yeah, she, she kicked, she or kicked spears. She or, kicked yeah. the spear. She kicked the staff from the bad guys on the battlefield I mean, she, into them. She and then she did this. I don't know. Like I guess it was different because that people those were stationary. Like people were holding them. This one was like she. No, they weren't. Yeah, the in the one they, scene where she's fighting the guy in the in the in the pit, 
like she kicks the 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 spear out of that guy's hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I think, and then I think, and catches I think, it behind I her. What Joe's talking about here, mm-hmm. and then and the other the, one, the guy throws a spear at her, and she ends up kicking it. Does she kick it or catch it? And she kicks it. Yeah. Well, the uh, when she's her, fighting, her second her second uh, signature move that was uh, that was also not stationary. But you know, if we uh, you know for the, you know if we have to compare, the spear is much uh, more uh, substantial in uh, weight. And size than yeah, an but I, I think that's also a yeah. pretty common thing to see in an action movie where like the last move the character has to make to win is like a the variation on something that's that they've done before, uh, but now it's really really hard. Right. You know what I mean? No, I, yeah, I just I, I mean, look ridiculous. at the movie you're watching. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's fine. You're entitled oh to that, God. but you also gently took a curtain and wrapped a guy up and flung him around the room. So yeah. I mean, you're watching a movie that again is based on this wuxia. Asian totally, cinema. Totally. If just like they can fly in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you know, just like they do all that, it's like you're not supposed to be like, oh, that was a totally believable move. Oh, you're no. Supposed to I be like, that was a bad, bad. That was not, a badass finish, right? I don't think, I don't, I'm not like, no way, there's no way she could do that in real life. I'm not saying <laughs> that at all. Yeah. I, I love I, a... I I loved it. I thought it was great. And then uh Khan goes and he tries to catch the arrow just like the right. Emperor did. And it, it looks you can't tell if he has or not, and he opens his hand and he doesn't have it. Well, doesn't it's... he catch one earlier in the movie? Yes. Yes. Yeah, like that's yeah. his he he catches an arrow the same that's way. His yeah. signature move. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah, his yeah. But see, she made it move just a little bit faster because she kicked it harder. After it was yeah. already in motion. So right. She goosed it. And <laughs> Nitrous. He couldn't catch it because he was afraid. Yeah, right. So oh, it's really go. nice. So the the way that it wraps up is that she ends up leaving. Uh, you get the great cameo where here's the part for Joe. Yes, let's talk yeah. about. Yes, I screamed. Okay, I yeah. did. What was Would it? Like to put that on a record? I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where Ming Na Wen, the original voice of Mulan from the 1998 cartoon, she's the one that introduces Mulan to the emperor. In the palace, oh. I had a feeling I didn't know, but yeah. I after in that after that scene, I turned to my wife and I was like, "I bet you that's that that's the original voice of Mulan because they lingered on her." It's just it was such a prominent thing to to display, just so point blank. And I was like, "That means something." <laughs> it's yeah, also at the Leonardo DiCaprio like pointing at the screen, kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, that was me. <laughs> but also, there yeah. was screaming. Uh, it, it's a cool. That was a cool moment, and also it was a pass the torch moment too. She yeah, steps sure. to the side and lets Mulan walk forward. It's a really nice way to have the original actor in the movie and then step aside and let the new one walk forward. It's really well filmed the way they did that. Uh, but uh, the emperor ends up offering her a spot. Like she thanks her and offers her a spot, and his royal imperial forces is like one of the head commanders and she's like i appreciate it but no i got stuff to do at home uh you know <laughs> I, I got stuff to do at home I got stuff. <laughs> but she's she's like I, I can't like i'm i'm honor bound and and i i believe in these three tenets that they've talked about the entire movie and by leaving my family by lying and sneaking off and abandoning them i haven't lived up to that honor and so i have to go make things right there and he respectfully understands that she leaves uh they have this is where hong we and her have that moment and hong mm-hmm. like you won't you won't let me you won't hold my hand you won't take my hand and she just touches it for a second and then she's like yep. peace out yeah so deuces. <laughs> I, I love that they again they 
didn't have to do the whole relationship thing, the whole movie, and they didn't feel like they had to throw it in there at the end. She's just like, oh, maybe we'll see each other again. I don't know. Bye. I got stuff to do. So, you know, he kind of smirks and she rides off and she ends up going home and like everyone welcomes her back and, and uh, you know, the hostility isn't there. The mother hugs her. The sister hugs her. The father says some really nice lines i don't have them written down but he basically apologizes he says that you know i'm proud of you and uh you know you've been standing here in front of me the whole time and i feel like i'm finally seeing you for the first time something really nice like that and so uh all is well but then the icing on the cake the imperial guard comes and rides in with all their you know fanfare and their Ah. suits of armor and everything and earlier in the movie we didn't mention but she had lost not only the armor she threw away but she lost her father's sword in the ending battle and uh it gets melted down and destroyed and the emperor end up seeing that so he sends along for saving the entire empire he ends up saying this in front of the whole village uh i think it was the donnie Yen character he ends up saying that she the empire owes her a debt of gratitude the matchmaker faints everyone's like ooh ah and the emperor presents her with her own sword and it's this beautiful like jade casing and yes, really it's, it's made out it's made out of jade yeah it's uh, gorgeous uh, this, yes just only something the emperor is so rich and has the resources to make this extravagant sword that was you know just this amazing piece of work uh, so she has her own beautiful tool here for for fighting and whatnot and uh, the the guard ends up saying hey that offer still stands you know the emperor would like you to join up and they never give you an answer but you kind of think like she's she's, going she's gonna think about it yeah yeah. for sure she's not gonna think about it she's going Uh, but yeah that's they don't say an answer but she's like you know i've got this place i've earned it things are good with my family people know i saved the empire like i'm good let's do this and Mm -hmm. that's how it ends it's I, I think it's, it's a good ending. My, it's a solid it, ending. It's one of my favorite live action remakes. I think they did solid. Mm-hmm. This was way closer to Cinderella than something like the Lion King as in yeah. the story or even fun- Aladdin. Well, yeah, the story, the Aladdin was very beat for beat, but um, this movie takes like Cinderella does where it has the premise is similar, but they, ex- they expand on the characters. They give more backstory. They give the characters more to do. And I really enjoy, again, knowing all the things in my research I found about the Eastern culture that they focused on. Uh, this was solid. And uh, I really, really happy with the way it turned out. All right. Well, I'm certainly glad. And it's just, you know, and again, just to, you know, going back to your point where you're saying that it's um, it's more akin to Cinderella uh, rather than The Lion King or Aladdin, which is, uh, you know, um, I wholeheartedly, you know, uh, support, uh, back you on that because um, uh, like Cinderella or especially The Jungle Book, you know, the variations, mm-hmm. uh, they go back to the source material or uh, maybe they just, uh, you know, uh, come up with it. I, I, I don't know, but it's just it's incorporated, you know, well enough to be, you know, kind of like a puzzle piece that fits rather than uh, something else that, you know, forced in. Aladdin isn't all that beat for beat when there's also that element where, you know, Jasmine is, uh, Jasmine is allowed to, um, not, not allowed, but Jasmine, you know, breaks free and kind of like stakes her claim in that, uh, in that whole uh, uh, kingdom, it's um, it's nice, but it feels very, f- it feels forced. Bingo! And That's what we all said on the podcast when uh-huh. when yeah. we when we reviewed it. We liked the idea of it, but the execution was terrible because Guy Ritchie doesn't know how to direct a musical. People, yes, <laughs> <Wake up. laughs> 
<laughs> we could have told you that when he was hired. Like we didn't have to see the movie to tell you that. But you're right. It's that's a nice moment in theory. And here is where they execute that moment when Mulan, mm-hmm. you know, sheds the armor when she when when uh, Hua Jun dies and Mulan is born. Uh, you know, they they capture that in a more impactful way, and it's more believable the way they build up to it. So mm-hmm. I completely agree. This movie does all that. It gives you. The people that grew up with it have stuff that they can enjoy and appreciate, but you're also getting something new and something uh, that people that are familiar with the culture can appreciate like you, Win. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these things that you're teaching us about, it's great to hear that, uh, you know, from your point of view, they really did you a solid uh, in capturing that. And they leave it open for uh, Mulan to Toulon. <laughs> Oh, Mushulan. No. Uh, no. <laughs> but I, I definitely think that they do. I, I think that they Absolutely. Set it up where they can make oh, more right. of these. Yeah, movies. yeah. Uh, Without question. That is going to be in my head all day. <laughs> what I, I do. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> At least it's not like Toulon Too Furious or something. Oh, no. Uh. <laughs> The, re- the return of Mushu. So, Joe, yes. what did you think never seeing the original? I thought this movie was fine. Uh, I was not, I was more taken aback by the beauty of it, mm-hmm. the costumes and set designs and everything. I thought the movie was um, – the kids were entertained. I, I, I have – since I have no affinity, I was like, ah, it's, it's okay. Like, it's a, it's a movie. So it didn't really uh, knock me over with anything. Uh, I do agree that uh, this is probably one of the better remakes because I feel like they they strayed far enough away from the original stuff that it's not a beat for beat remake. Um, I don't think it comes close to Cinderella or Pete's Dragon. Yeah. Ah, oh, Pete's Dragon is not a level. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, but I think it's a very solid movie, and I'm glad that they were smart enough. I have issues with the way that they put it out. The premiere access thing, I have some some ah. issues with, but uh, you know, I I got to give service. them credit. I got to give them credit though that at least they put on that screen when it will show up on Disney Plus, right? At no extra charge. So right. like, if you want to, if you want, you know how long the wait is going to be. So if December is close enough for you, then you can wait it out. And if not, then you know, especially because you you would hate for somebody to buy that like mid November only for it to come out on December. Yeah, 4th no for kidding, free. that would suck. Well, that's why that's why they you can't you can't after the beginning of November. Oh, really? They just shut it down. Oh, they won't even. They let you did buy that it. to protect people to not be like, oh, a week later it comes out. Yeah, gotcha. But but they made it front and center when you're purchasing it. I thought it was weird though. I couldn't buy it within disney plus i had to go to the website was it like that for everybody no i can buy it within disney plus yeah you have to you you probably couldn't tom because you did the three-year deal where you bought it all at once but like people okay. that have a reoccurring payment on charge on file okay could already charge their payment gotcha because i was confused by that i was like why isn't there somewhere on my screen where i you, can just you click? should be yes. able to in theory yeah definitely yeah um now i agree with you tom I, here's the deal this is a 200 million dollar movie yeah. that yeah. skipped theaters and <sighs> how do you think disney pays for that i mean no i get it i get it i but you, they just missed theaters theaters is hundreds of millions of dollars for a disney movie and mm-hmm. i mean they're they're upfront about it and they say hey this will go to, to disney plus just like movies go to home video after the theaters and and you know what? If you have a family of two or three, 30 bucks, I mean, that's saving well, you that money. Well, that was, I, in, in a text thread I'm in, that was my point, is like, somebody said, you'd pay $30 to go to the theater. I was like, yeah, dude, like, 
Yeah, a mid a midday screening for me and the kid, and then like popcorn and a soda or something. That's thirty bucks. Yeah, that's more than thirty bucks. You know, so and what's the price? What's the price of not potentially catching coronavirus? Right. I mean, priceless safety. Cheaper yeah. concession. So I mean, I and I can pause it and come back. Like you yeah, know, she can. You, you can, know, it's, yeah. Watch it as many times as you want. So right. there is added value. Thirty dollars. I, I just, I if you're a single person, I get it. Thirty dollars is a lot for one movie, sure. especially when it's going to be free. But you know what? Then you have the same option as all the people that don't go to theaters and wait to, for Netflix. So I think Disney gets a bad rap because they're known as like the the evil mouse in this empire that you know is trying to destroy art and cinema and conglomerate, but. I mean, they're taking all the cheese. Yeah, exactly. But it's like their business practices. I mean, they make sense. Mulan skipped theaters, so either buy it in this theater at home period or wait, and that's your choice. Wait. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't, that doesn't sound like. A, yeah, I I was fine with it. I watched it with my wife and two kids. Thirty bucks divided by four. Yeah. Right. I, that seems more than reasonable. We exactly. did the same so, thing. And yeah. you know that this is you know as as uh, you all have mentioned, like this is a film with a huge price tag right you know just absolutely just a hundred million more and then you know disney can claim that hey uh in our library we have uh you know one of the one of the most uh another one of the most expensive films in the world as well you know the most expensive film uh, in the world right now is uh still pirates of the caribbean at world's end which is again okay. also from disney so like 300 yeah. and, and the fact that you know at, at least it's um at least it's out so you know right that i'm glad but at the same time whew, that price tag and this kind of uh, release you know what what will what will it mean will this set a um, precedent or will yes. or to let's your, just to say, answer your question yes yeah well, if it does well say, or let's just say that you know it gets it gets the numbers that you know Disney wants and all that. Will that does that number uh, hold the same weight as you know whatever number it would have gotten for you know being a normal theatrical release? It'll it'll all be interesting questions. to see. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I guess uh, that's it for this one. Let's go around the virtual table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And uh, when, when, where can people find you? Um, yeah, well, they can find me everywhere. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter, I am uh, N-L-E-318. You know, that's my, uh, you know, birthday. You know, Twitter. And your presence accordingly. Okay. Happy early birthday. <laughs> and then uh, you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And, of course, uh, be sure and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. So uh, that's it for this one. No idea what we're doing next week, so we will have to uh, reconvene and figure that out. But thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Squash catches King and Victoria in bed together. Let's get down to business.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.